Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to build a thriving business while making a much bigger impact in the world? By becoming known as an influential voice in your industry? The choice versus just a choice with your ideal client? That's exactly what you're going to learn as I interview business experts, industry thought leaders and entrepreneurs who are in the trenches making their mark so you can too. This is the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. So welcome to another episode, which is part of our very special series, which is specifically focusing on lead generation for your coaching and consulting business. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you leveraging LinkedIn as part of your lead generation? And is what you are doing working? Joining me today is no other than Mary Henderson. She is an internationally recognized personal branding and digital business specialist and she helps service-based business owners, coaches and consultants systematize, digitalize and commercialize their knowledge, their wisdom and their skills into a scalable and profitable online business as well as brand so that they can become an authority in their niche or industry. Mary has 20 plus years experience building seven and eight figure businesses, building high performance sales teams in the IT sector, and 15 years delivering online solutions for large and small businesses. She's been featured in many publications and is regarded as a thought leader in the digital industry. And I could not think of anyone else to come and talk about how to leverage LinkedIn lead generation because she's doing it, she's done it herself, and has helped many to do that. Welcome, Mary. Thank you, Anne-Marie. I'm so excited to be here. I really am. And I'm looking forward to unpacking this topic with you as well. Oh, absolutely. And of course, we will only be able to scratch the surface. And this is something that you do. You've got a program that can help people dive deeper into what we're talking about today. And at the end of the call, we'll certainly give you an opportunity to, to share how people can find out more about that. Now, we know as business owners, there are so many different platforms that we can build our reputation on and build connections and relationships. So I'm wondering why LinkedIn? Why should coaches and consultants be on LinkedIn? I think the first thing to look at when we look at LinkedIn, uh, Amory, it's a more elegant platform. It's probably the best way I can describe it from the standpoint that people are a lot more considered in what they uh, what they're sharing in terms of their content and also in the commentary as well, which plays a significant role uh, in, in LinkedIn from the algorithm standpoint. But the one key difference is that you've still got under a billion members on LinkedIn. I think at the moment it's like 900 million members versus somewhere like Facebook where there's 3.5, maybe 4 billion uh, members on Facebook. It's not as crowded. The other thing is that only 3% of those 900 million members are creating content. So can you imagine the opportunity that is ripe on LinkedIn when it comes to creating content and also connecting with your target audience? Because I can guarantee you that your audience is 100% on LinkedIn. Yes. 
Wow. Incredible um, reasons why LinkedIn really, if we're not leveraging that as best as we can, we need to be able to do that. Because as we know, on a lot of the other platforms, they're so crowded, we could be creating some really good content but it may never be discovered. So let's talk about what are some of the components when we're talking about lead generation for coaches and consultants to leverage LinkedIn? What are some of the components that need to be in place and working well for us? What are some of the things that you've seen? I think the first thing that I do want to say, uh, Amrain, this is just based on years of experience, is the notion of spraying and praying no longer works. Actually, it doesn't work on any of the platforms, but LinkedIn in particular. And what people tend to focus on is their content, how many likes they get, you know, and it's all about the vanity metrics, which again is a false reality. So what we need to understand about LinkedIn, there's two sides to the same coin. There is the inbound, which is what you post and your content creation. And then there's the outbound strategy, and that is who am I connecting with? So when both of these sides of the coin meet in the middle, now you're starting to think more of a systems designed uh, person rather than that whole spraying and praying and uh, you know uh, chasing vanity metrics and hoping that if my post goes viral, then I will be discovered, I'll get leads and I'll get clients. And I can tell you that is further from the truth. That couldn't be further from the truth. And I, and I say this with a lot of respect because a lot of those influencers on LinkedIn, most of them have booked calls with me who are, they're getting hundreds and thousands of likes, but no leads and no sales, definitely no sales. So they look famous, but the, the outcome of that viral post is leading them to a dead end. So we mustn't get seduced by that idea that the, the a viral post is what I need to be seen and heard. Absolutely not. What we need, Amory, is a very strategic and a deliberate approach, in particularly on LinkedIn, because in our outbound strategy, in other words, the people that we are we choose to connect with we have the greatest opportunity to not only connect with our target audience, but also start a dialogue with that target audience that's non-salesy, non-scripted. It's not leading them to a sale. It's actually genuinely starting a conversation based on the notion that you want to build a strong network of prospects that eventually will get to know you, get to love you and get to buy from you. So, the front end, the inbound strategy, which is where we're creating our content and we're posting every single day, a lot of people waste that opportunity, Amory, and they're creating content on the fly. They're creating content that doesn't match or it's not congruent with what they do, who they serve, what they promise. So again, it comes back to this spraying and praying uh, uh, idea, which is just such a wasted opportunity wouldn't it be better to be strategic and deliberate, create content that speaks to the people who you're connecting with? So if I'm connecting with you, Anne-Marie, and you go and check out my profile and you go and see the last three or four posts that I've posted, in your mind, you're thinking, oh, that makes sense. That's exactly what she says that she does on her profile. So yes, that completely makes sense. And I'm finding it interesting. She's providing massive value. And that's how people get get go to that next post and then the next one and the next one. And suddenly you're drawing them in. 
And the goal must always be on LinkedIn to get to know me, get to love me, to eventually buy from me. So can you see how both of these sides of the coin are there? It, it's a dance between two aspects on LinkedIn that when done really well, works like magic. Yes, I absolutely can. And it is so important to focus on quality content versus, as you say, the, the spraying and praying, because spraying and praying again is going to have content that really gets lost in the noise. It's not going to stand um, out from all of the other bits of content. No. People go, oh, my goodness, this was worthy of a read. This was worthy of a watch. Um and a lot of people too, let, let me ask you this question, uh, will read, I know myself, I might read something, I might see something, I think, oh, I'll come back and I'll, I'll make a comment. But life gets in the way, but I've still had an opportunity to read it. I may not just not have um, commented at that, that time. There are a lot of people who are listening, watching, reading, who may never engage, but they're your ideal client. So if you're yes. consistently sharing valuable content, when I get to a stage to say, I really need to reach out to Mary because what she's been sharing along these last few weeks and months I really need support in. That's really what happens, doesn't it, over time and consistency. I think that's a very, very good point that you've just made, and I'd love to just extend on that a little bit. My the, the my greatest ROI on LinkedIn come from my lowest engaged posts. Can you believe this? And that is because not everybody wants to comment on your post, but I can assure you they are seeing your post. And this is why we have to get out of this ideology that vanity metrics is, is what deems me successful or an influencer or whatever label you want to give yourself. See, I don't follow the vanity metrics, Amory. What I'm chasing is lead generation. That's all I care about. That's the metric that I use every single day. How could it be that my posts get sometimes 200 likes, other days 20 likes? I actually don't care. What I know for sure is that today my post is going to generate about 10 qualified leads. I know that for sure because I have a predictable system in place that's going to deliver exactly what I needed to deliver, irrespective of how many comments, likes, et cetera, I get on, on, on my post. And the other thing I want to add to that, and this is a big deal, um, a lot of the social selling strategists on LinkedIn, if you have a look at their posts, it's exhausting. Every single day, try this hack, try this hack, do this, do this, do these three things to generate out high engagement on your post. And if you do this and da-da-da-da, and I'm thinking to myself, boy, I don't have a whole day to spend on LinkedIn and applying all of these hacks. Like, this is ridiculous. What we need as entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, coaches, consultants, authors, podcasters, we need a predictable system, Amory. And that means that we need a B2C model on LinkedIn, not a B2B model on LinkedIn. Because a B2B buying cycle is a very different behavior to a B2C buying behavior. And this is where the knowledge gap lies for a lot of people who can't make LinkedIn work for them. So just going back to your to, to what you just said about the, the post, people are seeing your post. Do not underestimate the power of what you create. It's not about the vanity metrics. It's understanding 
How am I going to put a system in place that's going to generate the metrics that I need in order for me to grow my business? Yeah. Let's talk about that. As you said, a lot of people are focusing on B2B, but actually they need a systematized process that really, as you said, gets to a point where there is predictable outcomes from that, the B2C. Can you explain more for people who are thinking, okay, Mary, that makes a lot of sense. What is this predictable B2C system and strategy? Well, first of all, we need a content system in place, Anne-Marie. And the way that I describe that is that when you look at a buying behavior of a consumer on Facebook, okay, look, because Facebook is has been a great teacher for me. Uh, and also, I spent many, many years on the Facebook side of things, especially in paid advertising. The behavior of when you're creating ads is very different to just creating organic content. Okay, it's completely different. And again, it comes back to this idea that when people are creating uh, organic content, it's content on the fly for I would say 95% of the people. They wake up in the morning, oh, what am I going to post today? Okay, I'll just write about that. But you see, for me, the content strategy is strategic and deliberate just as much as my outbound strategy. But I just want to focus on the content for a moment. When I'm creating content, not only am I creating strategic content so that every step of the way, in other words, Monday to Friday, you're not going to see random content from Mary. It's going to be almost like I'm telling you micro stories every single day. And then I'm still going to post a, almost like an ad, but it's a post. And I would, I consider that more like my retargeting. Okay. So I've got this mindset of creating a content strategy that is a combination of value, retargeting, um, selling. It's a combination of different type of posts because I'm trying to target you from the different angles. You know, you've seen the value I've provided. You may have requested my lead magnet and you may not have implemented all of the moving parts in my lead magnet, but I'm going to make sure that I touch you again in three or four days time to remind you, you know, to implement what I've just given you in, in the workbook. So we have to have a mindset on LinkedIn and other platforms as well that is beyond just a post. It has to be systemized from the standpoint that you're creating smarts in your strategy so that it does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Now, as part of that content strategy, we also need to provide value. And how do we provide value? Well, we need to understand what are we willing to give away that's going to make Mary or Anne-Marie top of mind. And this is critical. Here's where a lot of people go wrong, Anne-Marie. They create content that's really dumbed down content that essentially I can find it for free on Google and, you know, it's everywhere. And basically everyone's, you know, uh, pushing the same value. You see, if we do that, how do we stand out, Anne-Marie? We cannot. We're blending in. So for me, when I'm creating a lead magnet, I'm actually going to give you massive value. Like I'm going to show you one micro part of my system, we're going to implement it together. Why? I want you to get a win. It's really important that you actually walk away and go, wow, that was unbelievable. So what has happened now? 
Now I'm top of mind. You may not be ready to buy my solution at the end of that lead magnet. I'm okay with that, Anne-Marie, because I've already captured your details and I'm going to continue that relationship with you in my email nurturing sequence, okay? That, that relationship is not going to end. So I'm patient and now I've got a pipeline of future clients. So so because I don't have the mindset of spraying and praying or, you know, in this post, if I don't make a sale, that's it. It was, it was a disaster. Absolutely not. Because you see, when you have a content campaign, you're creating content that has multiple touch points across multiple months and you keep coming back, you know, you keep touching that person over and over again until one day, they see your post and they're like, I'm done with trying to do this myself. She's the one that, that I believe that can help me. So that's the content side of it. The other side of it, which most people do not do, is researching and understanding their avatars, plural, okay? Because a lot of digital coaches, they say, oh, you have to find your niche and you just stick in that little square and basically just focus on that person. Uh, no, actually, that is completely and utterly incorrect because your avatar goes through an, evol an evolution. So they start here and they go, they go, and there's different layers and different experiences and different needs and wants and desires that they go through over their evolution. So now our content needs to speak to the specific avatar based on where they're at. And we create content around that. We speak to that person, not necessarily based on their pain points, by the way, we're speaking to them around their wants, their needs, their desires. We're showing them, hey, these are the outcomes I can get you. These are the results. This is the transformation. That's what people buy. So we need to also implement within our system a research strategy that provided, provides us with that level of detail. And then, of course, we need a system for the outbound strategy as well. The people that I choose to connect with to actually grow my database on LinkedIn, remember we get 30,000 connections on LinkedIn in our personal profile. That's amazing. It's huge. And so we need to have a strategy there as well in, in from the standpoint of how do I start a conversation with those people that's the lowest resistance? that I'm not selling, I'm not pushing, that it's easy for them to say, yes, I want to connect with Mary. This is why my connection acceptance rates is around 90, 95%. It is so high, sometimes 100, because I understand the power of the low resistance and I generate at least 10 to 12 leads a day just from my outbound strategy as well mm -hmm. because of that idea. Yes. And I think um, something that's so important to consider, yours, you, you've just really shared that it's not just one thing, it's multiple things that when working well, really builds the momentum that you need. Let's talk about this, the outbound and the, the connection requests and sending connection requests. But then I think a lot of people not only get stuck with that because they're using, you know, bland um, ways to connect, what do we do when we connect them? Then you you have people, and you've probably had this too, Mary, where you do connect with them. And the first thing that you you get is this long-winded email oh. that says, buy my product, come mm -hmm. to my webinar or something else, which is a complete turnoff when you've only just connected with someone. 
Well, this is goes back to those social selling strategies, Anne-Marie. This is why this is a B2B model. That's it, and it is very much a, you know, a volume mindset. You know, just spray and pray. And, you know, if you get one to three percent of people, you know, wanting to uh, engage you or buy your product, you've done a, it's a good day's work. What I'm, and also the other thing is a lot of people are using automation tools. This is the biggest no-no and completely against LinkedIn's terms and conditions. So we've got to stop using these automation tools thinking it's making my life easier. It's actually making your life worse. It's not helping you in any shape or form. So the outbound, the outreach strategy is common sense in my mind, Anne-Marie. Let's think about this from as a human standpoint. If you were to meet somebody at a networking event, would we walk up to that person and say, hi, Anne-Marie, I've got this amazing product called LinkedIn Lead Gen Simplified. I'd like to sell it to you. And, and I've got a coupon code as well if you want. Well, would you be interested? Does that sound normal? It doesn't sound normal. So the same applies on LinkedIn. When I'm starting a conversation, that's my mindset. Remember, LinkedIn is a networking platform. So we have to do exactly what the platform wants us to do, which is network. So I want to start a conversation with you. Hey, Anne-Marie, I'm not interested in selling anything to you. I just want to connect with you. I've got an awesome uh, network of industry experts. I'm very active on the platform. I always provide value. I'd love to connect and follow you here on LinkedIn. Now you're going to say, hey, that's that's awesome. I love industry experts. I self-identify as that person. She doesn't want to sell me anything. Let's see what happens. So you connect with me. Now I could do two things. I can spray and pray now. I can send you the second message. Hey, Amory, I'm running this webinar. It's for industry experts and da 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 da. Push, 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 push. You're going to be like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm suffocating. Or I can say, hey, Amory, I just wanted to thank you so much for connecting with me. With me, I really appreciate it. I value my network here on LinkedIn. I love this platform. I'm always providing free masterclasses or workbooks. This month, I've created this workbook on this topic. Let me know if you're interested and I'll send you a link. Have an amazing day. I look forward to supporting your posts here on LinkedIn. Now you tell me, which one sounds better to you? You see what I'm saying? So low resistance is the key here. And, and what most people do, Amory, is they do the opposite. They're so desperate to sell something that you and I can feel that. Whereas I'm saying I'm actually not desperate. I'm very, very patient. And I'm going to start a conversation with you. I'm going to support you. I'm going to do exactly what I told you I was going to do. And I follow through on that. Do you know how beautiful it is that I receive so many messages from people that I connect with that say, Mary, you are a breath of fresh air. Yeah. How awesome is that? Yes, yes. You know what I love about what you've said there too, <clears throat> excuse me, that you look forward to supporting their posts. That I think is very unique in, in and of itself because so often we are looking for, here's a post. That's another one that I get. Here's a post that I have just shared. Would love a like. Or oh. comment. It's like you haven't even asked me if I'm interested in this. But what you're doing is, I'm really looking forward to supporting your posts, and I'm assuming that that's what you do. You yes. might go and, and and read what they've done, maybe like or comment. How how stand out is that going to be? Because you immediately want to reciprocate that and go, yes. well, I'm going to go back to Mary's and and do the same. 
100%. I mean, I get so many people then, you know, sending me messages back. Hey, Mary, I love that workbook that you gave me. It was amazing. I'm not ready to commit to the next stage, but, you know, you're definitely on my mind. Or can we have a conversation? I want to know more. So so the thing is that it's this is not brain surgery, Amory, but it does require a systems mindset. It really, really does. Because as you beautifully said before, it's not just the outbound and the inbound. There's a lot in between that needs to be aligned so that this works for you, not against you. So it goes back to what I said before. Why am I then worried about vanity metrics or implementing these hacks when I'm already meeting my monthly met metrics in terms of I know how many leads I need to qualified leads I need to generate each month to meet my sales quota. I already know that. That's the beginning of day one every, every month. Okay, this month I need to generate 150 leads in order for me to close X amount of sales. Okay, let's go. So the system is automatically in place. It's automatically activated. It delivers the results, predictable results, mind you, because the system works for me and there's no automation at all. This is human effort. And as I say to everybody, if you can't spend 30 minutes in your sales and marketing every single day, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. It's as simple as that. Oh, and, also, it's, and also the other thing, Anne-Marie, is that, I want to be the connector. I don't want to have a VA connecting on my behalf. They can't. My energy is really important to me when I'm connecting with people or when I'm writing my posts. Yes. Something that I that, that I absolutely love about what you're saying here, and it goes back to your initial don't spray and pray with content. If you don't have a strategy in place, and I love the way that you said, this is the figure I need, these are the amount of people. So you you have a goal daily yes. that you know that you do. And you know that if you're consistently doing that, um, it's going to consistently generate the results at the back end, isn't it? Or, or on on you know the, the coming months and, and weeks and so forth. And I think that in and of itself is also missing very much across the lead generation. There is no system. There is no trackability so that what ends up happening is, oh, I didn't make as many sales. I'm going to completely throw everything away and they chase bright, shiny objects. But now you've got something that you can track and measure along the way Oh um, yes, to be able to do that. Now, something else that you said too, and I'm sure you hear this excuse, I don't have time. But you said that if you've got a system in place and it is streamlined, there's not going to be hours and hours of work that you have to no do. No way. Well, here's the thing, Anne-Marie, the system that I use for LinkedIn, I use exactly the same on Facebook. I, there's no differentiation for me. It's exactly the same system. So the thing is that I'm not spending hours each day scrolling and scrolling. I couldn't think of anything worse. I do spend 30 minutes every day on social media because it is my business. It is very important that I create that visibility, but I have a system in place. I don't wake up in the morning and go, oh, what am I going to write today? It's already done. My entire month's content has already been done with the visuals. I know exactly where I stand. You know, when I post today, at the end of the day, I'm going to calculate how many leads that, that post generated for me. And here's why this is important. Because when we track all of our efforts, then what happens is that I come back in three months' time and I say to myself, oh, when I was targeting that avatar and selling that product based on that subject matter, 
what were my results like in those posts? Oh my God, look at that post. That generated so many leads. Maybe I need to do more of that type of a post if I'm going to retarget that type of avatar. So now I have data. I have a feedback loop in place. Without a feedback loop, how do I make my business better, smarter, you know, faster, etc.? I cannot, I cannot. So I need the data. I need the feedback loop in place, which is what systems give us. And then, and I know this is boring and masculine and all that sort of thing, but but I'm, I, I need to stress this, that yes, you can be feminine and you can be masculine, but your business is masculine, period. So if you don't have systems in place, you don't have a feedback loop, you don't have data. How do I know what works and what doesn't work six months, nine months down the track? I'm actually making my life so much easier next year because I've already got the data. So I can always reference back and create a content campaign that is so unbreakable and unstoppable because I know what my avatars want and what they don't want. I know what they're responding to and what they're not responding to. So if we don't have systems in place that merge together and work beautifully and seamlessly for coaches and consultants, this is a B2C model, then we're always going to be at the mercy of another social selling hack. And that is what we do not want. That's right. And what you also find is that so many coaches who are doing these hacks and I, that, that whole word hack in and, in and of itself, kind of, Oh, I want to shudder. It's like, you know, nails on a down blackboard for me because it isn't strategic. And it, and, and a lot of times it's, Oh, I'm just going to try and copy something that someone else does. And uh, it's just so inauthentic, but something else that you mentioned, and I think this is so important and I'd love for you to define what you mean by lead because so many people are measuring likes and people will think if I get 10 likes those are leads to me but they're not actually leads they could just be someone scrolling oh that's really lovely and then off they go go again so how would you define lead what should people be um, the behavior or the action that someone has taken that you can then say that now is a a warm lead a really good lead for your business could you define that Awesome question. For me and the way I describe a qualified lead is that somebody has requested my lead magnet. That's it. A like means nothing to me. A comment means nothing to me. Even a DM means nothing to me. The only thing I'm interested in is if you have requested my lead magnet, then you are a qualified lead. Now I can continue the dialogue with you. Yeah, and yes. and and this is because, Amory, when I'm creating my lead magnets, as I said before, there's massive value in there, Amory. I'm not giving people stuff that they can get off Google. This is my personal wisdom and experience based on my methodology. I'm going to give you one little micro part of that. I want you to win. I want you to feel it, experience it. I want you to just stop for a moment and go, oh my God, finally, I'm seeing the light. That's what I want. That is my only goal. I call this providing your prospects an ecstatic Anne Marie brand experience. That's what I call that. Because if I can't provide you with an ecstatic brand experience, I'm just going to blend in. I will never be top of mind. And that to me is what I deem as a qualified lead. Yeah, I, I would say a hundred percent because someone who has said yes to your to your uh, opt in and and your giveaway has an interest and a need, 
sustainably that they've got a, a problem that they have been struggling with and through the content that you've shared and and obviously if people are interested in learning more I would say go and see what Mary is doing across the different platforms and how well she does that and until someone has said yes then you really cannot call them a lead because a like a comment a dm as you've said is not really someone saying, Mary, I I need what you have, what you've, you you just, you know, have, have said that you want to share with me. Fantastic. And of course, as you said, with then there's another system that you've got, which is, you know, continues on your nurturing email systems and, and the other thing that you've put into place as well. And I think consistency Mm-hmm. It's something that I call it kind of co- cohesion, the mm-hmm. content that you share with them in that email sequence and what has to be cohesive to the message that you've been sharing. Like you don't get in how many opt-ins have you been part of? And all of a sudden they're talking about something that you think I actually came here to learn about LinkedIn. And now you're talking to me uh, about, I don't know, some topic, how to garden or something like that. There's no cohesion there too. I find that that often is the case because coaches kind of, we not only are we doing different marketing hacks, but we're not really clear and, and consistent in the message that we're sharing too. Would you say that that's another area that you find coaches, a lack of cohesion and consistency? I think that you're absolutely right. And I think also, um, you know, Emery, a lot of people are in psychosis, you know, like everyone's reacting and it's all about accumulation and, you know, and, and just consumption, consumption. I call this the three second society. You know, we haven't got an attention span more than three seconds. I'm very mindful of this. I see this behavior also on Facebook and on LinkedIn, especially those that request uh, content from my inbound strategy, so from my posts, it's a completely different behavior to the people in your outbound strategy. It's almost two different people. And the thing that I find is that what I have found over the years is that it actually takes 90 touch points to actually get that person to stop and think, maybe I actually need to speak to this person. 90, 90 touch points. So now let's think about this. You've requested my lead magnet. You've now gone into my email nurturing sequence. There needs to be 90 touch points in order for you to actually be convinced that, oh, hang on a minute, maybe maybe I need to stop and take notice because I haven't got any results. I thought that I could do it myself. I haven't, but she's consistent. So maybe now's the right time for me to make that purchase. So, so, it, so our back end requires a lot of breadth and depth, and you're absolutely right. It does require consistency. We need to master storytelling. That's actually what we need to do. When we can master how to tell micro stories in our emails and share outcomes, results, and transformations, you're going to get attention. Not everyone's going to read your emails. We understand that. But, but my, my philosophy is I'm going to share micro stories in my email sequence. I'm going to back that up with my content on LinkedIn slash Facebook or wherever you've come from. And that consistency of who I am, what it is that I stand for, what it is that I do, my vision in my life and the type of people I want to work with, I'm going to make sure that you are clear on that in every single one of my posts. And this this, this here what I'm talking about here is about being comfortable, being your your unapologetic self. We've got to stop following what everyone else is doing. We have to stop hacking, hacking, hacking. We have to stop, you know, looking at our competitors, spending all day long on Insta, 
Facebook and, and, and LinkedIn and thinking, oh, my God, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do that. You know what? You can do whatever you like, but this is how I do it. And there's no right and there's no wrong. The key is to be consistent and congruent. That's the key. In When I say congruent, I mean congruent with what it is that you do, your area of specialization, the problems that you can solve, the people that you can serve, and what you promise. When you can dial that in, your messaging is going to be very, very, very clear. And we never have to divert from that. Yeah. Staying in our lane is so critical because that's all I want to be known for. I don't want to be known as a femme energetics over here and a this and a little bit of that. I'm not interested in that. I know who I am and this is my lane and I'm just going to own it. That's it. That's it. It's so true. I remember years ago, Mary, uh, one of my colleagues was doing a bit of a poll and, you know, what's the best time to post this, that, and the other. And I didn't share this, but I, in my mind, I was thinking, you know what, if your content is so valuable, yeah. it doesn't matter what time you you post. If you post something that's always valuable, people are going to go searching for it. There are people like that, isn't it? You've built your thought leadership and people will often scroll and go, oh, I can't wait. I'm like the same with newsletters I've subscribed to or podcasts. If some a notification comes to me that something has just been launched, a new piece of content, you can guarantee I'm going to put that in my mind and if you know and, and go there straight away. And I think that is is you know really what you continue to share that valuable content, be known for that, so that people will seek after you and want your opt-in, you know, want that gift that you've uh, got there in place. Mary, thank you so much. I know that we've only scratched the surface, as we said, but it has been so valuable what you have shared. How can people find out more? How can they connect with you? Other than, of course, connect and follow you over on LinkedIn. Please go to my website, maryhendersoncoaching.com. Uh, you can send me an email, mary at maryhendersoncoaching.com. Of course, LinkedIn, Facebook, Mary Henderson Coaching, as well as Instagram, Mary Henderson Coaching. So yes, please, please connect with me. Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Before I go, are you a coach or a consultant who feels like the world's best kept secret? Your experience is vast, yet secretly you're frustrated because despite all of your hard work, you're just not getting the visibility, the recognition or new clients you'd hope for and you don't know why. I've created a free resource that'll help you build visibility, generate leads and enroll dream clients with ease because you're seen as a trusted authority, even in a crowded marketplace. And you've positioned yourself as the choice versus just a choice for your dream client. To get started, go to annemariecross.com forward slash gift. That's annemariecross.com forward slash gift. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.